this computer. Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. Today, I have me a very special guest, Joseph Schiller. Joseph, how are you doing today? Doing well, Dan. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime, anytime. Thank you so much for responding to my post and, you know, for coming and joining us for the end of season two here. It feels pretty good to, to say that, honestly. So <laughs> I thought we were going to be like 10 episodes in, you know, and now we're, you know, almost done with season two. So it feels really good to, you know, keep having authors like yourself that want to come on and, you know, talk about their work and writing just in general. So it's, it hasn't been lonely, which has been really nice. So, <laughs> well, we, we appreciate all the support you give us. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we do what we can. You know, I always try to tell people, you know, I'm like, particularly with indie, they're like, you share a lot. I'm like, maybe you should share what I'm sharing. And then, you know, all my friends will do a lot better. And then, you know, I'll get those great stories. My friend Christopher G. Brenning, he's always like, oh, you're always so nice. I'm like, no, I want more of your books. I'm like, it's not altruism. You know, I'm selfish. I got to figure out where those characters are going and where those stories are going. So speaking of stories, we're going to go with that first question. What has your writing journey been like up until this point? So uh, this is my my first novel that uh, we'll be discussing today, um, and it began um, about eleven and no ten and a half years ago oh, wow. when I first started. Well, no, actually, next month it'll be eleven years. So, oh wow! Uh, yeah, a, a ago that it started. Uh, in fact, my my middle son was a was an infant uh, just um, when I started, and. Uh, but like like you, I'm a school teacher. Oh, cool. And and so I did know that. I don't know why I act surprised for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, because you're in Ithaca, and I kind of grew up with some people there. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I remember saying um, But um, yeah, I, you know, it's really. I mean, I I think my journey, to be honest, isn't really any different than any first time author. I. And I, you know, I, I hear a lot of first time author stories and I'm like, wait a minute, I, I feel like you're describing the same, <laughs> you know, where, where that you had a length, you know, super lengthy gaps between periods oh, yeah. of writing and life got in the way and the third child came around and you're like, you know, two years when it goes by and, you know, it, it's, so I, I think a lot of it, it it's, it's just l- learning to manage life and fit in this passion at the same time. And what I kind of stumbled across accidentally about two years before the book was done was that if I spend at least 30 minutes doing something, even if I just reread one page and edited, or I just read through one chapter and highlighted words that I wanted to develop, you know, you know, the vocabulary on. Yeah. Just something to keep the wheel turning. Right. Yeah. And what ended up happening is I made, um, I I was, I think there's 27 chapters in the book. And I think two, two years out, I think I was at chapter 16, which, you know, and in two years time, I, I plowed through and it was like an epiphany. It's like, and of course, then you talk to other veteran authors are like, oh yeah, we learned that, you know, 25 years ago, <laughs> we first started writing and that's what, that's why they can crank out books yeah. more on, on it more steadily. And so, you know, so, um, but yeah, eventually, um, so this, this past January, the book was the, was finished and the, 
began with both beta reading and the editing process and you know the you know the whole rigor morale that goes into all that and and um yeah the book finally came out in july so um but yeah i don't think my experience is any any different i mean i think i i had this the same you know rookie journey that that most people have so well, it's funny that you mentioned that, like we just had like our first birthing class last night and, you know, they were talking about a lot of people were talking about like, oh, in the first two weeks, we just we don't care what anybody says. We just want to like kind of screw up, you mm-hmm. know, and screw up our own way. And I just could not get that out of my head today, you know, as a writer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, you listen to podcasts, you do whatever. But at a certain point, it's like and one of my friends said this recently in a podcast that he was on and he was like, yeah, I just kind of want to mess up my own way, you know, just so I know and can learn from the experience, you know, and I I think that especially your first three books, really, but particularly your first book, you know, I think that, you know, it really, it really is a journey, you know, and I mean, it's funny where you say it's just, I just got to chuckle to myself, because you're like, oh, the book's done. And it's like, yeah, but like, it's done, though, you know, and I don't think a lot of people who, you know, I don't think people who have, have not written a book really grasp what that means. You know, I mean, you're talking about an 11 year journey and, you know, you're like, yeah, it's done. And it's like, well, you just climb Mount Everest, you know, like backwards, basically, you know, yeah. and I, I think um, it's funny when I talk to so many authors and, you know, I, I, I always, I always love hear them where they, you know, they get done with their first book and it's cause it's awesome. It's awesome. You know, and, but it's, it's funny to me where it's like, oh yeah, you know, and nothing else in life where I've done where it's been that hard, I think is, you know, do people go, oh, yeah, I finished or did this or that. And I just, it's just so funny to hear so many authors, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, it, it's hard, you know, it's hard. I have five books sitting here that aren't finished, you know, and it, I mean, my other one, you know, I have to finish draft two and then send it to beta readers, you know, or an editor. And I mean, I just don't think most people really grasp how much of an accomplishment that is that you did that particularly with 11 years you know because yeah. you could have just done something else but you stuck with that particular story for a reason and i think that that really yeah. says something so yeah it's it, it, it's it, i mean it, and what's funny about that too is that and my wife asked the oh i thought i thought to myself like when the book was done but my wife asked me the question after she's like so are like are you going to take a break and it and I actually thought in my head, as I was approaching the finish line, that, yeah, I, when this is done and, and it's kind of out there, I'm just going to kind of step back and just kind of like, but actually, you have so much momentum yeah. pushing you forward. And it's, and it's creative. Mo- it's not even just the energy. It's the creative yeah. momentum yeah. that just keeps pushing you forward. And it's, you know, and so you start it's, I don't know, it's, just, it, it's hard to describe, it's, you know, to, in words, um, but it is, it's, it's a, it's a powerful force that just keeps pushing you forward, and, and even though you, you are relieved that the, that you've made, you've made that benchmark with the book, you can't, like, you just can't, like, I got too many things up here now, I gotta, you know. Yeah, it's interesting, I, you know, I don't know. I just, I read re-listening to Will White's uh, Black Flame. And I just love that he has one line. He's like the dragon advances. And we were just talking about that at karate tonight. And I feel like that's how it is being a writer though. You know, like I love that term, the dragon advances, you know, and I just think that 
that's how I was like I was like oh I'm done with this and I'm like oh I can do this and I was like I'll take a break and then I immediately was like no I'm gonna go write something else exactly. so I went and wrote a novella and I went and wrote you know half an urban fantasy three of them you know and it's like I just I could not now I can't stop my mind and I, I don't know about you but my my dreams now have been insane like my yeah. writer brain just won't turn off like I'll wake up I'll be like Ah, that would make a great fantasy movie or TV show or it something, happens. you know? Yeah. Like, or it, horror, you know, like it happens. It happens. In fact, um, um, I, I, and it's weird because I didn't, I had a couple of ideas that sprouted in the process of writing this other book. And I would kind of outline some things just because I didn't want to lose the train of yeah, thought sure. and, yep. and you, you know, you draw stuff down and you have it, but, it was never like it was just, it was just a couple of things and that was an 11 year period but now it's like i feel like it's every other day i'm i'm making notes uh you know does what well, does it go anywhere i don't know but it, it, but you're right it's like the floodgates opened yeah. and um and i'm and as you said you know you you have these now you have these you know a massive ambition and it's it's absolutely true i mean and, and and I don't know if I don't know if that's the, if that's the same for every you know first time author. I, I imagine other creative types get it get a a flood of inspiration, you know, well before they're done with the first book. But for me, it it really didn't hit until after the first one was done. And I don't know if it I don't know if that's like a, just a a psychological thing. I'm sure there's someone out there that that could explain yeah, that but well I do I do know you know like one of my friends she was like oh I'm gonna write my second one and like it's like a really cool like like Cobra Kai like martial arts academy but for like young adults and I'm at I, I tell her all the time I'm like these are awesome <laughs> you know she wrote two and I'm like write a third one and advertise or you know get on the yeah. podcast you know and I'm like you know, and it was right when Cobra Kai was getting hot, you know, and okay. particularly with um, like season two and three. And then when it switched to Netflix, I'm like, here's your chance, you know, and she's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, exactly. these are fabulous. She's like, no, I just wanted to write them. I'm like, but like, you want more people to read them, though, you know, and I try to get her on Twitter. I try getting her to, you know, take him to the library. I try getting her to, you know, go to some shows or okay. some karate tournaments even or whatever she's we're really big into karate um and like I am and I'm like oh my gosh I'm like I just feel like that was a really big missed opportunity you know and some people I know though they're done with that book and that first book and they're just done you know they're capped for like years but and and, that, and it may be a personality you know there there are people yeah. who who their their creative um their creative side is more personal it's that's more, true, yeah. it's that's more true. for, it's more for them. It's more for yep. their, you know, their own inner journey. And, um, you know, yeah, each to their own, right. Each to their own. I'm like, I just want to get something out there. I want my friends to read it, you mm -hmm. know, and I think it'd be cool to, you know, we talk a lot about this a lot, um, particularly for like the winner. I was trying to get into new questions and, you know, we talked about like, you know, what's your future? What, what would your future author self come back in time and, you know, say to you? And what would you, you know, what would you want them to say, like, you know, or see yourself accomplish or what's something you really want to see, you know, in your writing career, you know, just different things. And some of the goals people had, I was like, 
man, I like every time I thought I had mine done, you know, <laughs> that's something really cool. And I was like, oh, that would be really neat, you know? And I, I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I just think I'm one of those people where it's like, I, I just love, like we were talking before we started recording. I love the indie community. I love the fantasy community. I love the sci-fi community. I love the horror community. Um, met some really good friends in it, you know, and I just, I want to stay in the community as much as possible. Maybe not even, I don't think relevance a good word, but you know, just, but mm-hmm. just to be there with my friends, you know, and to make enough to go to some shows, you know, and hang out with some friends, you know, and, you know, and get to go to Dragon Con or whatever, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And just like, yeah. you know, maybe somebody likes my opinion every once in a while or something on a book or whatever, you know, and just to just to like, like kind of be in the space, I think, as my friend would say. But yeah, it's it is interesting. I do agree. I think it does you know come down to personality. But yeah, that's funny. Uh, so speaking of genres, what genres have you currently written in and how did you decide? Um, I don't know that I decided. I think the story, like de- yeah, the, the story decided what it was going to be as it evolved. Um, so first book, only, uh, only published book, uh, it, it is, I would re- categorize it more as like a speculative fantasy. Um, oh, cool. Um, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have necessarily all the traditional elements that you might find in a fantasy, but, um, but, uh, but I think, again, I, I think, you know, the story uh, just kind of, you know, was organic and, and took its own path. And um, there, there was a time where I, I was, I had some thoughts of making it a, 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 a true hybrid between sci-fi and fantasy and um but it, it didn't go in that direction and um you know so oh, man i it, it's just interesting for me to hear people pick genre because you know like i've had a lot of people come on recently i'm like okay i gotta get that book <laughs> you know you know and i just like i don't know i i, I when we had this talk of uh, other author and i actually two nights ago um, you know, and like, what does genre really mean? Because you look at the Golden Compass, right? And you can find that book anywhere. Like, depending mm-hmm. on if you go, you know, here in New York, you know, where where you're at, you know, out west, it's like it could be in a completely different section, you know. And well, I've been to two different Barnes and Nobles, and you know, 45 minutes apart, and you know, I saw one Golden Compass in young adult, I saw one in sci-fi, and then you know, I went, we drove to Michigan, and we stopped at a bookstore in Ohio later that night. We normally like one of the half price books in Cleveland and, you know, they got it over in another section, you know, in classics. So. Well, it's funny that you, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, the YA thing. So I, I, I never, first of all, YA is so kind of obscure in terms of what qualifies. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm in Facebook groups that, you know, and people are recommending books and, you know, someone will say they recommend this YA book. And I'm like, okay, so I've, I've kind of cast that out as a, as a, it's whatever, but, but in terms of that, I never set out um, the whole time. I never in, I never had a young adult audience in mind. I never did. And, and, and I didn't necessarily have like a, because my book is very PG, you know, but so I, 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 it wasn't, it was never, targeted only to adults either but I, I didn't envision that and but I have I've been doing these comic cons uh the past four months um and I've 
I, I, the first one I did, I had this young, this young girl, probably 10 or 11 years old. Mom asked, she's like, is there anything inappropriate about the books? You know, my daughter, my daughter, daughter devours books, loves fan, fantasy and sci-fi. And I said, there's nothing inappropriate. Mom bought it for her. She sent me a message a day later, said my daughter's done. Best book she's ever read all year. Done. Oh, that's awesome. So then she starts lend, bar, lending the book out to her friends at school. Awesome. Apparently, so then all the friends are reading it. They're, they're, they're devouring it. So mom uh, and the daughter said, you know, well, let's donate the book to the school library so that everyone can enjoy it. So mom did. And then I guess a short time after the librarian called mom and said, it's the most popular book on campus. There's a waiting list for it. That's awesome. And so mom bought two at the last Comic-Con. She found me, bought two more to, do to no donate. So they had more copies at the school library. So, you know, I never set out, but it is, it is interesting. And as you said, you know, there are the, the, stories can have yeah i could have such a wide-ranging um audience yeah. i guess like I, I guess like tv shows can too but but you know i never thought that going into it i really did expect it was you know more adult driven but um yeah that is that, that is very interesting i you know i mentioned before we got started with like forgotten realms and i I think that's why I like to write more, you know, like, I don't know, not even young adult, really. I think it's like in between that and middle grade, you know, like there is violence, there are things, you know, but it's like, there's no, you know, I don't do, this is not something I'm interested in, you know, doing sexually explicit scenes or something sure. like that. Um, you know, I have my novella series. I do, t I told some people, I was like, it's, it's a, it's a pretty hardcore urban fantasy. Um, I got some, you know, some, some, um, um, some more adult themes and stuff but for my fantasy I like more of that like middle grade you know between middle grade and young adult I just want to read about some people going on an adventure you mm -hmm. know some swords some magic and having some you know some adventures or yeah whatever. just but, yeah just a, yeah. yeah just a just a very clean Tolkienian kind of yeah 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 I think yeah that's a really great way to put it I actually didn't think of that it's probably another reason why um between him and Brian Jacques right um oh yeah. uh, man yeah um yeah, but it's it's interesting because I've I've heard quite a few people say, you know, like what you did is very difficult because, you know, if you do take it to go that route, it's like you literally have to feed into, you know, that type of crowd and really, you know, do that type of thing and try to, you know, get those kids to share those books because that's a group, right, where you know, they might just be getting phones or don't have a phone or have limited access. You know, they don't have, a lot of them don't have access to the Kindle, you know, card or something like that, or the credit card. Um, you know, so they have to go to mom and dad and, you know, it's nice that they're checking, you know, I think that's responsible um, no matter whose book it is, but um, it's nice to see, you know, that they're, they're, you know, trying to get each other to read the book. I mean, that's, I think that's exactly what you want. I think that's honestly, from what I've heard from people, particularly with age 10 <laughs> to 12 is like, that's like the hardest thing to do is to get them to do that. So I think yeah. that, I think you're really onto something there. I mean, that's, I've, I've known people that have tried to do that and have had no success. So they go back up, you know, to, you know, at least young adult or, yeah. you know, try and go, you know, that route. But yeah, that's, that's, that's impressive because that's a really hard age to, to hit, but if you can hit them, they'll buy anything, 
you know, those Rick Rordians, you know, I just like, he's such a sweet spot, you know, between the two. And people always ask me like, what do you want to be? I'm like, I want to be a Rick Rordian, you know, honestly, you right. know, where adults, kids, and, you know, in between can, yeah. can read and, you know, enjoy. Yeah. It. yeah. Like I say, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a, a very sweet surprise for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and honestly, the only thing that concerned me was just, I, I, I would say the, there's, there's some vocabulary and, and some phrasing that does require a little bit more sophistication um, than, than you might traditionally expect a, a 10 year, 11 year old to be able to, to digest. But the fact that they're devouring it means that they are and I, I'm thrilled to death that there's a group of kids out there that aren't afraid of a, of a little bit more of a challenge to yeah. you know, reading wise. I mean, yeah. um, and that they're not limited. They're not holding themselves back from, you know, and reading the easy reads. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So awesome. maybe, maybe, maybe the next generation's not lost, you know? <laughs> oh man. I, I, well, like we were just, I was just talking about that. Cause like we had a meeting today and I was just like, we're getting really annoyed with some of the things that are going on. And today was a crazy day in my room, but, you know, but at the same time we were discussing and we're like, we, the, I said, I was like, these are, I was like, compared to the last five years of kids, I was like, these are the best kids I've ever had. I was like in the day to day, you know, you get really mixed into, you know, Oh, Johnny's doing this or, Oh, he drove me crazy doing this. But at the same time, I like more and more, I just, I, I get, I get hope honestly because they they're the only thing that keeps me in the profession it's not the money it's definitely not all the meetings and things they make us do it's literally just them and it's yeah. cool for me you know because I'm always talking about my books and you know it's it's something that I've been trying to do since age 14 and they're you know 13 and 14 and mm -hmm. you'd be like hey I wanted to do this since your age and I did it and I'm yeah. about to publish you know and I think it's important for them to see that and I think that's going to be really cool to be like here's my book you know and I have kids from two years ago that still messaged me on our school app. Uh, yeah, we're waiting, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I mean, it, which I think is really cool, you know, and, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Cause you know, I get different people's books, you know, and um, I put them on the shelf and, you know, it's, it's really cool to, to like, I also teach reading too for a period. So it's cool to see them start to devour, you know, different authors and some of them I know, you know, and which I think is pretty cool to interview somebody mm -hmm. or, know somebody and then to you know to give them that and have them devour the book mm -hmm. it just it feels really good it's like you know you get your favorite snack or you know food and then you get to share it with somebody and they're like they like it just as much as you I think that that's, good. <laughs> so, that's a good analogy that's awesome well now I definitely want to know uh this question all right so what is your book upon the arrival of dawn about and how'd you come up with this idea now I'm trying something new okay I did not look it up Okay. So I'm, I'm really interested to try this psychological thing for myself with the audience. So I try to put myself in the audience's shoes. But okay. Usually I research like crazy. I just, my friend who interviews people said, try this out for once. So I'm really curious to hear your answer for this. So what is your book upon the arrival of Dawn about how to come up with that idea? Okay. Uh, so I'll start off with, with a, a description and then I'll, I'll step backwards and kind of, uh, I guess, explain the evolution of it. Um, so is, is, it is a, it is a fantasy, um, as I said, it's more speculative, but, um, my, my aunt, so I, I'm very, I'm character light. I, there's like three main characters, two really, to be honest, and kind of one minor character. 
the two main characters, my antagonist and protagonist, are angels of death. And essentially, the beginning of the... And when I say angels of death, I, I have a pretty um, amalgamous uh, understanding of what that, that means mythologically in terms of the creation of the, of the characters. So I don't pull strictly from like a Judeo-Christian perspective, but I really have a wide mythological range in terms of how I develop those characters. Um, so you'll, you're, as you move through the book, you'll, you'll see Hindu and Buddhist and Islamic uh, elements to, to what those characters uh, are. But anyway, um, uh, essentially at the beginning of the novel, as we move forward, the protagonist, uh, Azrael, uncovers a plot uh, to, uh, by an eternal essence to bring about the collapse of existence. He uncovers who that is. It's his anti the antagonist is uh, um, Samael and uh, essentially has to gather an army of eternal essences to, to battle him and, and to stop mm -hmm his, uh, stop him and uh, restore balance and harmony to, to existence. Um, there's a little bit of a romance sprinkled in. That's all I'll say, but it's very G. Um, but yeah, that, that's the, I guess the nuts and bolts of it. Um, but in terms of how it came about, it's funny um, because I, it's been 11 years now and I can't remember <laughs> A lot of the a lot of the evolutions of the yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember I remember though when I started writing ideas because it obviously you know for me I, I jot down things and then you know I, I I go back I reread them and then so for me I remember when I was jotting down kind of an idea oh I like this idea I want to write it down I can't remember now where that spark came from <laughs> but but I remember I had a scene in my head of an angel of death personified as a you know as in human for you know taking human form and kind of witnessing if you will or musing if you will about the 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 passing of a, of a of someone in this apart this um home so he's kind of outside the home looking at the home musing at from from the perspective of an eternal essence, what that transition is like, okay. Mm -hmm. So as opposed to the human perspective and 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 in uh, you know of it that taking that eternal you know eternal essence and um, so I had that scene. In fact, that scene becomes the beginning of chapter three, but that's where I started, and then just kind of kind of morphed from there. Um, and I remember at first thinking that it was just going to be a novella. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't foresee it evolving the way it did. It, it, but at first I thought, okay, this will be kind of a novella. And, and I might, you know, I might have a couple of, you know, two or three such novellas. And I put them into an anthology or something, but, but it did. It, 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 it kind of developed a, a lot further than I thought. Uh, but yeah. I tell you, those pesky novellas. <laughs> <laughs> I have a short story, novella, and then now it's like going to be a trilogy. I'm like, my friend goes, you, you just, and I had the, the one I was talking about earlier. I'm like, same thing. He's like, oh my God. He's like, you're just not a short writer, are you? I'm like, no, I get into the character and 
you know, and yeah. I don't know how people do it with short stories, honestly. Like, well, you know, you know what's funny about that is that, and, and we had this conversation before we started filming that I'm kind of working on a couple of short stories with these groups of authors that do these um, anthologies periodically. And, and this is the first time that I really had to sit down and kind of, it is a very different animal, very yeah, really creative, is, yeah. creative, creatively. Yeah. It's very different. And, and you, ha and you have to, and, see, and this is so, so the second one that I was writing, um, I was going back over it and I was thinking, oh, I need to, I need to develop this. I need to develop this more. And, and this is, you know, not, not nearly uh, elaborate, the, the, the description and such. Yeah. And then I stepped back and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's a short story. You can accept the, that you can accept the fact that it isn't going to be embellished to the end right? You can accept that and let the person who's consuming it pull all those, those juices in their head together and, and imagine what it, what it is. And, you know, and so, but it is, it, you know, it, it, it was hard for me to not highlight be like, oh, that you've got, you got to, I had to step away. It's okay. It's okay. But um, yeah. Yeah. It gets, it gets very difficult. I, I tried and tried. And I was like, I said to my friend, I was like, it, it is, I think you're right. It's, it's just a different animal and yes. a different beast. And yeah, I just, I told him, I was like, well, I, I like the things that are going on. I said, you know, I said, I don't know if it's going to be a short story. I said, I think I could do a larger <laughs> novella, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely uh he always teases me about it. He's like, every time I tell him about novella, he's like, he's like, yeah, right. I'll, I'll read that book, that novel when it comes out. So yeah, he knows me too well now, but. Well, that sounds awesome. I like how you said like eternal essence. And I, I think, I don't know, being, being a history teacher and, you know, seeing a lot of different ancient texts and things like that, you know, over the years. And I love going to different seminars and things where, you know, they pull things out. Um, but it, it is interesting though, you know, to see a lot of commonalities between, you know, different mythologies, different religions, you know, things like that. Um, you know, I, 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 I mean, I think that, as a writer, I think that makes more sense, you know, and yeah. um, I think a lot of these things really, I was actually just interviewing an archaeologist the other day who actually um, uh, wrote a book um, that is, uh, our episode's coming out um, shortly uh, before this one, and it was really interesting, you know, to hear him, you know, we kind of talked about that a little bit, you know, where ancient myths and things like that come from and uh, well and that makes sense I've, it's a problem, yeah. you know? I've, I've, I've well i'm a and i'm a i'm a history teacher too so uh personify these um spiritual you know questions and and ideas and and uh hopes and dreams and and unknowns and and why certain, why they personified it the way they did. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and just, so, so I've, I, I have been, it's, it, it, it is a fascination of mine and that may have been why, you know, I did, you know, 10, 11 years ago, have the inspiration that I had. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I mean, it, it's, um, yeah. I mean, but, but it makes sense to me as a, as a history buff myself, that something historically, maybe not, you know, factual in the same sense of other things that we teach, but still impacts the history of early man. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
you know, it, it, it makes sense that it would be something that would kind of linger here and inspire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, I think that makes total sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I could definitely talk about that all day. <laughs> like, when we were talking, man, I was like, oh my gosh. He was like telling me about these Neanderthal sites that he went to and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, we we're at like an hour and 15 minutes. And I was just like, nerding oh. it out. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, I was like, I'm going to, I'm like, we were there and I was like, all right. I mean, I'm like, I just, I, but I was like, it was hard because I had to go back to my podcast or writer self and not let the history freak come out, sure. you know. And, particularly the archaeology one, because that's what I wanted to be, but I can't do snakes. So um, <laughs> much like Indy. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, I think it makes, uh, and then when once he started talking, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, now I had this idea for a really cool story, this idea mm-hmm. for a really cool story. I was just like, but that's, that's again, why I do the podcast, you know, and, you know, talk to someone like yourself. And I just, I like how you said that eternal essence. And to me, like, I don't know that, I don't know why that sounds so good <laughs> and makes sense to me, but that like speaks to me. So when I go do my writing later tonight, like some way that that's going to do something, you know, to revolve my brain. And that's why I try to tell people, I'm literally like, oh, you interview a lot of authors. You talk to a lot of authors. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, otherwise I feel like I would almost lose steam at times, you know, and, you know, hearing yeah. you and your idea and your book and this great story, you know, it really gets me motivated you know, to keep going and, you know, try and tell mine. So I think that some people, I think some people forget about the gerbil wheel, you know, and like we were talking mm-hmm. before we get recording, you know, it's kind of nice to help, you know, physically, keep going. You know, like, yeah, like push each other, you know, and be like, yeah, you know, people all the time, I'm like, oh, I want to read your story. I'm like, well, why don't you write it then? You know, like, <laughs> kind of thing. but yeah, well, that sounds awesome. Uh, so number four here, when it comes to characters, I'm really interested in this now. When it comes to characterization, what do you feel is the most important in making your characters feel real and relatable? So, you know, th- this is an interesting question. I was reading the question earlier, and I, I that's a really interesting question. And I, and I, because I was, th- I was, I was thinking about my characters, and I was comparing them to characters of other stories from other, you know, you know, within the genre and. You know, you take like t- take a, a Tolkien, you know, Tolkien esque story, or even one of his stories, and you think, what kind of a what kind of imagination? Oh, seriously, was was I mean, can just it it genius level, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. um, because the way I foresee the characterization and and the you know. I have to, I have to really, okay, what is this, this character feeling and thinking and really like go, I mean, really process it and that almost meditatively just to kind of, because I want to, what am I feeling? What am I, if, if I'm touching this or how is that, you know, what does that feel? And I close, I, I do, I close my eyes and I really just kind of sit and, and try, you know, as best possible to just to, to slow it down, slow it down a little bit and understand, see that. So you think of a, a Tolkien, well, how do you do that with, you know, an El, you know, an Elvish prince and all this other yeah. I don't, I don't know how that happens, but, but I, and I think that that also says a lot about the development of the characters in my book that I, I don't get too, I don't get, I, I mean, even I mean, I, if, if, you know, tr- I the, the the three characters I do have in my story, 
become relatable in the sense that I had to relate to them as the writer. Mm. I had to be able to, again, put myself in that, that space of how, what would they be thinking? What would they be feeling? Which means that they had to be relatable to me first. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that that's probably where any relatability comes mm. um, is because I, I, don't ha- I don't have the creative mind that other authors clearly have where they, they can recreate a completely different mindset no, characteristically and then and then go from there with it right yeah, yeah, yeah. i i i don't have i don't i i don't have that so um yeah oh, that's a good point yeah well like i had just yeah that's such a good point when i was on the way here i was listening to an audio book and i was like i was re-listening to it and i was like man i was like i just like this character so much and it's interesting with the writer where like and this happened, like one of my friends was talking about this, the same book, right? And he's like, you could literally be reading that off to me and not say any names, but based off of what the character was thinking, feeling, or saying, I could tell you which character it was from that book. And that's how great that author is with characterization. And I'm like, yes, I'm like, that's the thing lately, I think that I've been struggling with the most is just trying to get stuff on the paper, but that's what's been bugging me I think the most and has been halting my writing because I'm like okay I'm like like I have two different characters right now in my urban fantasy um ogres and overlords right so I got this ogre who was pretending to be human and then I got this love interest for him and I'm trying to write them differently and Mm. I'm just not as successful so it's held me up and you know and in the past I could just be like okay I'm just gonna write it and then fix it later but now Mm. it's like then now that I'm starting to notice that more with the books I'm reading, you know, it's, it's harder. So I feel like it's almost like a hurdle I have to get through now, you know, and I mean, I, yeah. that's why I asked this question. I think characterization is really difficult, you know, and I, 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 I love hearing what different people have to say or think about it. I haven't really thought of vision. I don't know why I haven't thought of just sitting and visualizing. I don't know why that never, yeah. seems to be, I think that would, to me appear like that would be simple, but that's not something that I've done. So I kind of feel silly now that I haven't done that. But. And, and, you know, that doesn't, and that doesn't mean, you know, I mean, everyone, you know, I guess everyone kind of has their own creative process and, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I, I think you have to know yours. And, and, but I, I do, I think that, um, especially when I'm trying to, I'm trying to develop the really develop the visual nature of what it is that, I'm writing, I really try to slow it down and take it almost incrementally and really, instead of broad strokes, go very light, like light strokes, you know, very small incremental light strokes and broad strokes. And, um, and, but, but everyone's, you know, there, you know, I, there are plenty of people that, you know, can always go, they'll do the broad strokes and then they'll go back and kind of fill it in. I, I, that, that's not how I work. I, I, I have to slow it down and, and, but anyway. I like how you said that though, incrementally, I get what you're saying. I, I guess I, I, I didn't really, cons- I didn't really consider that 
And it's always funny talking to a different author and you might say the same thing. I always tell kids, right? I don't know if you guys say this. I assume you do, you know, but kids are always like, raise their hand. Two people raise their hand. They're like, oh, he said what I was going to say. And it's like, but did he really? Did he say it in the same way? Because you just mm-hmm. said a similar thing that another author said a couple podcasts ago. But to me, that makes, when you say incrementally, particularly with a visualization or description, that makes more sense to me you know, with how you said it incrementally. I had not considered that before, honestly. And I think I'm more of a broad stroke person, but I think my weak point is incrementally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially when I'm trying to go about something and then I almost get like, I don't want to say bored, but maybe lost, you know? And I'm like, okay, I explained this, but maybe not as well as I should. It could be a surrounding, you know, it could be, you know, I particularly think physically, you know, I have, I struggle with that, but incrementally and, actually really makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And you know, what's, and you know, what I, I found was hard and I still find it hard, even with the, the projects I'm on now is as an author, you, you can't stop. Well, that, that's not true. Cause there are, there are 800, 900 page fantasies where everything <laughs> is developed to the nth. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, I find that more too tedious as an author so and i and i find it tedious as a reader so i'm like no i'm not doing that so for me my biggest thing was okay when which moments in the story do i pick to really dive when you know and and really swim in the description and and that's hard because you again for me my personality and writing and what i enjoy reading i i don't want it to be the whole whole book because i but where do i bring that in and and that's that is a challenge for me um Mm. that's a good one i didn't you might have just solved my first fantasy novels problem right there yeah i because i i think sometimes that's a good point yeah, it's a really good point. I, I think I don't do that sometimes and I just, just try to do it all. You know, I'm like, oh, this, I have a really good opening scene. So I'm like, okay, I want to describe more. But sure. then I think I almost get lost when I'm on draft two with scene one. I'm like, okay, now I think there's just too much there, you mm-hmm. know, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe that's the one where I describe a little bit more and get people involved in the story, yeah. you know, and then maybe, maybe scene two is the one I got to pull back on the description a bit that's actually i hadn't considered that that's actually a really good point <laughs> all right well you gave me a lot to think about <laughs> with those those two answers so uh incrementally and yeah description that's a good one um okay i'm really interested for your story in particular how you went about your world building and what parts you found the most important and why okay so for my for my story be, again there and I would almost say there's no world building at all um and a lot of and without going into you know yeah, too yeah, much yeah. of the description of the story um it, again it's it's not a it's not a traditional fantasy that does require that you know ground up world building um <clears throat> a lot of mine the story is I, I, I do have I do have some scenes that take place in the mortal realm, um, but I only describe enough 
of of those scenes for the reader to be able to take it from there. Mm. And 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 however and and and, and I think I would love it to be, and I, I want it to be up to the reader to come to their own conclusions about what what that is. Um, everything else be, is because is a very speculative ex- kind of eternal plane of existence that these uh, uh, angels of death, you know, uh, uh, exist in. Um, and so. And that, and that also, to, to, to be honest, was one of the, the, the areas of, of writing that I didn't have to struggle with because it, 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 it wasn't something that was part of the story. So um, that, was, that, that was easy for me. Um, I did, it, it, but with that though, when I, when I was working with my editor, Who's a very who's a tradition? He himself um, uh, is a traditional uh, fantasy uh, author uh, and editor of of the genre. So a lot of the conversation we had was someone that was coming from a place of, well, but you you know you have to you know you de- need to develop the scenes more. And I and I and I had to be the one that said, listen, trust me, this is the way it this is the way it needs to be. Yeah, vision. Yeah, and I, you know, and um, and I, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that I, you know, I, I didn't, and he wasn't pushy about it. He, he, and he's a, he's a, you know, he's amazing at his job, um, but, but he, but he had that, he had that different approach to, to, to the genre and, and to stories of the genre, and, and so we had to have that those conversations, and, and I, and, and once he understood kind of where I, my mindset of the story, and he was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. but um yeah i yeah i didn't i didn't have much of a, a of a that doesn't play much of a role in the story and you just you just made so many fantasy um authors really jealous <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like what <laughs> yeah that's awesome well that's i mean like- yeah i mean i think i think that you know if i you know one of one of my and and, and you know it's funny i I never really understood how much of an influence he was on my writing until after the book was done. And I kind of, and see, uh, I think C.S. Lewis without mm. me, without me really under knowing how much of an influence he was, yeah. was a big influence. And if you go back to read like Chronicles of Narnia, he gives you just enough. Yeah. 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 And those books uh, are not very big. Yeah. They're not, they're not but, happens, but they're not, but, he, but he, you know, even the characters, he he only gives you just enough. You have to come. He he requires you to come to the table with your imagination almost as much as he put his in the book. And 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 I and I never really realized how much of an influence he was on me until I had to start having these conversations. And I in the Chronicles of Narnia or the Space Trilogy come up over and over in my head because I'm thinking to myself. I, I I took I took a, a very different approach than I guess what the the stand you know the standard uh, high or mid you know middle fantasy uh, authors have. That's interesting. I, I just like how you said you know when you guys were discussing that you're like well this is my vision and this is what I'm trying to do and I I think a lot of times for particularly for first books you know like 
you do want to listen to people, but you also want to keep your vision. Yeah. And, you know, there are certain things that like, I have a thing that goes on in my fantasy book and, you know, and I'm like, oh, I really hope people, I can get people to stick with it. Because if you stick to the end, you're going to be like, oh my, holy, what just happened? And like, I, I really think it'll really throw people for a loop. But, you know, I have people that are like, okay, you know, that are in on it. They're like, okay, this seems to be working, you know? And, but I'm like, to me, I'm like, I know people might DNF or whatever, but, you know, mm. I'm trying to, you know, and I, but I think, I think you got to hold to the vision, you know, and I'm glad to hear that you did that. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, and, I, th- I think my, per- I think for me, because my story was more important to me than it was like, if I think if I were set, if, if I, my goal was just to sell books, mm-hmm. just to mass get a book that was, you know, um, easy to digest by the masses and just cranked out for the sake of making money. Um, I probably wouldn't have cared and I probably would have taken all every bit of his, his suggestions and modified it. But the story for me was more important for me. Mm. And if no one else cared, that's then who cares. And I think that that's, you almost have to have that approach as an author because it does allow you to, to feel the confidence to stand up when you need to and and balance out how you um, digest the the feedback you get from an editor, for example, or beta readers or um, anyway. No, I I think that makes total sense, yeah. Uh, So what is one thing that you wanna see from your books or your short stories in the next two years? What would be like one thing you wanna see come out of them you already had something really cool happen but what's like something else that you'd really want to see in the next couple of years wow um this is sometimes a hard one for people that just got done with their first book yeah yeah yeah. but i do think it's important to think about you know for yeah you know for future i you know um I would, I would love, and I maybe a little cheesy for me to put in, into like say out loud, because it does sound cheesy to me when I say it out loud. But I would love to see my story converted into a graphic novel series. Oh, that's mine right there. Yeah, for sure. And and cool. it's and I don't I don't I don't know why that sounds cheesy in my head, but it it does. But I I gotta get back. I gotta get past that. But. The reason, the, and the, the, the main reason I would love that is because I would love to see the artist that, mm. cr- that does, because yeah, 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 it's yeah. not going to be me. Yeah. So I would love to see a finished product where some very talented set of artists have put my words into, you know, the visual form yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just revel in the the art yeah yeah i think you have personally i think you have a perfect type of story for that type of medium you know you get the right artists in there and i think that i think it'd be really cool i mean 
you know, oh, yeah. like how how would they how would they represent eternal essence? How would they represent visually, you know, these exactly. angels? How would they represent the plane? You know, like, so yeah. for me, that yeah, I I think that would yeah, That'd be really really that cool. would be exciting for me. Yeah, if anybody knows anybody out there and you know wants to yeah. <laughs> for Joseph's book, um, that would be cool. Yeah, that that'd be really cool. That's definitely mine. I mean. I, I loved I loved seeing Robert Jordan's books, but then I used to read the graphic novels, um, and I always loved that the Dresden Files. I loved to read the novels and then read the graphic novels. Um, uh, mm -hmm. The Forgotten Realms did that with the Dritz series um, with Icewind Dale and things. I just I love a Dragonlance. I love seeing what I thought versus what the author or the you know the artist thought. So yep. yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Uh, so who are some authors that once you read them, you're like, okay, I got to set this book down and now I have to go write. Like they just give you a bunch of ideas personally for your own writing. Oh, um, gosh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, of what I, I've I've only I've only read a couple of things since the book's been done. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of things. I'm trying to think of things that I read while I was. You know, it's okay. So so th it wasn't a it wasn't a it wasn't a, a fictional book actually. Um, about two or three years after I started writing this book, I I I, I just kind of got a, I was watching a, sh a history thing about mm. Pythagoras um, oh, that's cool. it may have it, it was a discovery it was a documentary on uh, yeah, yeah. about Pythagoras and and uh and that that program that's so I, it happens to be the so Pythagoras happens to be a, a, the the main subject of, of a, a, one of my two projects I'm working on oh, um, cool. now so uh, sir two three projects I'm working on so but it was so it was a documentary about a you know a quasi real quasi fictional uh, or myth a lot or myth based character because we don't know too much about him there's a lot yeah. of myth about him but. But yeah, it was a documentary. It wasn't even a um, um, book. Books. Um, I, you know, I, if, if, if it has happened where I've been reading and, and something sparked, I haven't taken note that that's that that happened. Yeah. Um, so it, it's quite, it's quite possible it did. And I just didn't. It, I didn't register. Oh, that led me to this. Um, well, now I feel like when you said documentary, now I feel like I just watched one yesterday just on something kind of bizarre, but I was like, it was like on the, um, oh, Sumerian myths and mm. like on with the Anunnaki and all these tablets mm -hmm. and things. And I was just like, I just need, I, we're not allowed to do Hulu, Netflix, or Disney Plus at school. Yeah, and when know. I worked, you know, I just I just need a TV show or something. So I was like, it just randomly popped up, and I, I was looking up myth mythological things, and I just wanted to get my writer brain sparked for later. And I was like, I just I watched it for a few, and I was like, it was fascinating. Like the story that the Sumerians tell was absolutely fascinating, and I was like, oh my gosh, that would make such a great you know story. So I'm, I feel you. Like now I feel like I need to change the question for future people because 
you know, documentaries do that for me as a history teacher all the time, you know, or a science one for science fiction. I can't watch anything on the planets without then, you know, or the solar system without then having to go back into my sci-fi stuff and, you know, add notes or something like that. But yeah, yeah, I think, I think that makes total sense. I mean, I think maybe in the future, I should change that one to, you know, what, what inspires you to write in particular? I think that makes total sense. I'm really interested in your stories now with Thagoras. So (laughs) that sounds really cool. So yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, we'll get into that eighth one then, speaking of Pythagoras and your projects. Uh, do you have any uh, promos, news, updates, or current projects that you can share with us? Okay, so, right. So I have, okay, so I, um, I I have a three, well, four, if, if you count the the, uh, antho- the short stories for anthologies, I got four things, but so I'll start. So yeah, so um, in the process of, of marketing the book and, and getting out there into the, in the writing, the the greater indie writing community and and um, I kind of got hooked up with a couple of these um, short story collectives, if you will, that that uh, periodically every couple of years will put out an anthology and they invited me to 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 contribute. So um, so I've been dabbling a little bit in some some short stories and um, it's been super fun creatively. Um, really, ch- to be honest, the most challenging. Because and we had we had this conversation uh, earlier about having to to almost rewire your brain a little bit for the short form and and um, but I'm I'm loving I'm loving uh, I'm loving the the I feel like it can be more experimentive uh, more well, I can experiment that's, that's more yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true um, I get that yeah. you know, because because it's you, you don't have to stretch it out too long you don't have you know but anyway um so so I, I I've been doing that but then in terms of long format um uh be, before I get into um my uh my other fictional stuff I, I'm actually next summer should have a nonfiction uh, ready to publish. Um, I'm doing an exploration into the um, correlation, the ancient correlations between Shintoism and Judaism, and the possible okay. the possible root of Judaism in Shintoism, okay. and and what whether whether or not the uh, um, the Ainu people of Japan. Are in fact part of the lost tribes of Israel that eventually. That's cool. So um, cool. yeah, so it's a nonfiction uh, kind of exploration into some of the some of the um, uh, those those correlations, and I have my own my own analysis and uh, of, or I guess my own contribution into to that uh, argumentation. Um, so yeah, so that so very n- completely different from what. Um, the, the the fictional stuff I do, but it was a project that I, I wanted to start when I was twenty years old, and I didn't have the confidence then mm. oh, yeah. to, to, to 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 jump into that yeah. that I do now. And um, what once once I real once I, in fact, it's so my my wife was so funny because she knows I've I had this I had this stack of like notes that I had kind of built up over a 20 year period. And, and as soon as I got done with my, uh, with upon arrival of Dawn and she saw me working on that, on this book, on this nonfiction, she was like, 
she, she's like, why suddenly? And I said, because I, I didn't realize I didn't need to be afraid. I, I was, I, I think there's some fear and some apprehension that went away because of this first book that I was able to, to yeah. accomplish. So anyway, so uh, that, and then, but for, uh, but fictionally, um, like I said, yeah, Pythagoras. Uh, so <clears throat> I, it's really early on with this one um, in terms of the direction I'm going. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. I, I'm uh, two directions. One, I stick to a very kind of, um, archaic stories very similar to what i i did for upon the arrival of dawn where it's set it, it's set historically in ancient times um but kind of a, fa a fantasy if you will based based on some of the mythological stories that have been built up around pythagoras yeah. and and kind of take the, i guess the idea would be to kind of take some of the the mystery about what he supposedly introduced knowledge-wise and turn that into some kind of, you know, fantastical, you know. Um, cool. Yeah, so so I, I don't know if, if I'm going to do that or more of a Dan Brown direction where he's not, his, he's the basis of a story, but he's not an actual story, a character, but, yeah. but the the knowledge is somehow preserved in these like a cultic way. And I, so I'm, I, I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm still working on that. And I'm also still doing some research and um, I got a whole stack of books that I'm trying to really make sure I, I delve into to Pythagoras before I, anyway, so not uh, quite sure about that. Um, and then the, the, the fourth project that is just at a conceptual level as of right now in terms of, I know I'm interested in this, so I'm, I want to do something with it. And that is uh, the Eaters of the Dead. Uh, oh. Not Eaters of the Dead, sorry. Uh, um, uh, eaters, uh, Sin Eaters. Sin Eaters. Mm -hmm. um, and and what's, what sparked that interest was the, uh, that movie with um, uh, Heath uh, Ledger. Um, the... I forget the name of the, the movie now. Or no, what you're talking about? I can't. You know, yeah, <laughs> but that that sparked the, the interest. But the more I think about that, my so I know I want to do something with senators. I know I want to do something with that. But what I don't know is where. But one of the ideas I had was to bridge the gap between like the mythological understanding of what senators were and vampires. Oh, that'd be cool. And I'm thinking something along the lines of at, at some point in the past, the sin eaters were marginalized by society, hunted down. They were outcast, you know, by the Catholic church and that they kind of had to live underground and, and, and what ends up happening, they, they evolve into vampires. Oh, that's cool. And that the vamp vampires are the, that they had to find a way of, because sin eaters are supposedly, as long as they were continuing to consume the sins, they remained alive. That now that they couldn't do that, they had to, they had to evolve. So I don't know yet, man. It's, I, I it, those are, those are, yeah, those are what's, 
that's yeah what's what's working oh, what's cool. percolating <laughs> my friend's gonna see us and be like you history teachers and your, your <laughs> historical fantasy ideas or he's like you guys just he told me he's like you just want to create a new genre i'm like well that's where i asked the genre question because i'm like all the time my you know people are like well what genre is that i'm like historical urban fantasy historical blah 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 historical fantasy i'm like i don't know but you know, but you know we're but you know we're not really recreating it i mean c.s lewis with uh the chronicle of narnia yeah no it's true yeah no i that's yeah that's actually a really good point yeah well i mean i well, somebody said something the other day and i was like i you know like, oh, a kid asked me at school it's like what do you look for i'm like a good story i'm like something that garners my interest i think i i told my mom i just saw her this last weekend and my dad and i said I blame you guys. I'm like, you guys took me to see Hook for the first movie with Robin Williams as Peter Pan and Dustin Hoffman as Hook. I'm like, how could I not love stories of any kind after that? You know, I mean, the yeah. it's great cinematography, music, you know, and ever since mm -hmm. that movie, I mean, I, my life's been ruined because I have all these books and, you know, the stories are my life, you know, and yeah. I think that's why history appealed to me so much, you know, is that all it is, is it's a bunch of stories you know, and some are true and some maybe aren't. And, you know, we have to, I think it's fun yeah. to see through them. So, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. that, oh man, Sinners would be a really good one too. Just a cool name too. <laughs> it just sounds good. But yes, people are going to think I'm like doing this on purpose. This is like the third podcast in a row where somebody's doing something very unique with vampires. So it's just, it keeps happening. So it's really funny. <laughs> That's awesome. That all sounds amazing though. I'm really interested. I'm actually interested in everything you said, but nonfiction one for me really sounds cool because I had a friend um, do a paper on that a few years ago. Um, and I was like, that sounds really interesting. I was the first wow. time I heard of that. So he was, he's piqued my interest for that one. So yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, Joseph, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. You're a history teacher, so I could talk to you all day. Um, writing sounds fabulous. I'm interested to check out Upon the Arrival of Dawn. Um, it sounds very similar to something that I want to write in the future. So I'm really interested to, you know, see what you did and, um, you know, trying to garner some ideas there. Um, but yeah, if there's anything, you know, we can do in the future, you know, to help you out at all. I uh, just want to remind people to go to the description and check out Joseph's uh, links there. Um, we'll make sure you can get to Upon the Arrival of Dawn um, and be able to get in contact with him. Um, just want to remind our audience, you know, our big push for season two is to, you know, buy the books, of course, and read them and the stories, but please, please, please make sure you are, you know, um, you know, going on Amazon, Goodreads, Audible, wherever, you know, Joseph can be found. And please make sure you're reviewing those things, because again, that's the thing that's going to help out authors the most other than buying those, um, those stories and those books. So. Uh, Joseph, like I said, if there's anything that we can do at all to help you out, um, you know, tag me, message me, email me, uh, let me know. Um, but yeah, I'd love to have you on in the future. And um, like I said, I'll be sending out the newsletter and things, um, you know, about doing panels in the future. I have two other authors. I think the, the four of us would probably spend about four hours talking about certain <laughs> topics. I have four in mind, but it, to me, it sounds like a really good time. So um, definitely be on the lookout for that. I'm taking for people to send out certain emails uh, for certain invites. So you'll definitely be, be getting one of those. So perfect. Dan, you're amazing, man. I appreciate everything you do for us. Any, yeah. Anytime, anytime. I, like I said, I, I like and, to and when you're, and when you're ready, when you're ready for a beta reader, man, you just 
Oh, perfect. Just say the word. Just say oh, the perfect. word. Oh, excellent. I will actually write that down. Actually, I have some people that um, I already started a list for. So yeah, that, that, that would be perfect. I'd really appreciate that. I have some things I, I think you'd be interested in. So yeah, that's great. Awesome, Joseph. Well, I hope you guys have Thanks a so rest. Much, man. Yeah, have a good evening. And you know, I really look forward to talking on social media, my friend. Yes, sir. Have a good one. You too, man. Bye.